You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, kind sir, how's it going? I am great, Chris. It is, what is it, week 10? 10. And I have no apologies to give this week. 11? Is it week 11? No, it's 10. It's 10. I'm looking ahead on the schedule here. <sighs> how are you feeling about your Detroit Lions? You uh, did not lose last week. That is what, that's how I feel. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? There was an, uh, a, a deliberate, like specific, intentional, stress-free Sunday and and they aren't they aren't stress inducers, but it's more like uh, angst yeah. and and disappointment. And I had none of that. I had none of that. I had plenty of that Saturday. Right. None of it. <laughs> none of it uh, rolled over into Sunday. Thankfully, more than got your fill on uh, Saturday when uh, old Sparty got knocked off by Purdue. Yeah. What I mean. So last show I said their offense is going to be the thing. I thought our offense would outscore them but yeah man was thorn bad yeah he's not what you'd call a good quarterback i mean 20 of 30 for like 275 two touchdowns and a pick but that doesn't tell the story of how he actually played and on the other hand my goodness aiden o'connell went for like 530 and three scores uh, i think david bell had 200 yards receiving that is an explosive offense such a good offense and we have Two very young corners. So we had a freshman on David Bell, which is like, oh, great. Okay, let's go. I'm sure he was licking his lips all day. Yeah, that guy, that guy's, you know, going to be going opposite Jalen Ramsey and those guys next year. And I don't, yeah. I don't think he was worried about a freshman corner. Exactly. He's good. What was your, what's your take on David Bell? Cause I've always thought like, I like him. I worry about, I don't know that he has like the elite breakaway speed, but I like him. Yeah, very, very crafty guy, which is unorthodox in the Purdue offense. Usually you don't get a lot of leeway as far as, you know, working the route tree. But mm-hmm. I like that. It's those guys I bet on in the league because sure. you stick. Um, and then you, depending on what, what system you get in, you'll either thrive or, or just stick. So I like them. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick them up in fantasy. Put it that way. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess... For as well as Purdue played last week, there there is the chance that they can make things interesting in the Big Ten by knocking off Ohio State this weekend. Yeah, so I don't know where I sit with this because if they beat Ohio State, then we beat Ohio, Ohio State. Does that decrease the it's true. win quality? So do we hope they – but do I want them to just knock them off anyways? Because they have – now Michigan's ranked ahead of – of Michigan State right now, yeah, so that's such garbage. It's historical, man. It's an historical choice. It's such garbage. Like I don't know if the uh, the people who do the ranking caught it, but Michigan State actually beat Michigan a couple of weeks ago. We beat that team head to head. So if we're yeah, anywhere but you're close, not as good. Team. Just can't be. Couldn't be. Yeah, it's a uh, okay. Look, if we think. We okay. We've a lot, a lot going on. A lot of football stuff. Uh, we tend in the NFL and all of this. I've got BuffaloSportsBook.com open in front of me. And on that note, if we believe that there is any chance at all that uh, that Purdue can knock off the Bucks 
then there is a there's a heck of a payday opportunity because Bavada has that Purdue money line at plus seven fifty. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know Hundy, what? Hundy wins seven Hundy. Yeah. Oh, man. Also, and I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let you in on a little secret, and you you can make a lot of money off of this. Last night on on You're Wrong and Here's Why, which I, I have not edited yet and has not posted. So you you actually know this before the general public. Ooh. Greg and I came up with a plan where in three short weeks, we can have made $812 billion. So billion with a B, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's a lock, 100% lock. All we have to do, we're going to bet $10 and we're going to go 12 for 12 on a parlay this week. That's mm-hmm. going to net us about $34,000. Mm-hmm. Ne- we put that 34 next week. That brings us up to substantially higher. It's in the it's in the millions, and then we have to risk that million dollar winning the following week. Same twelve team parlay, eight hundred and twelve billion dollars. It's the easiest money I'll ever make. Yeah, we're already spending the money. We're debating whether or not we wanted to buy Montana or Wyoming. It's a coin flip if you're <laughs> just grazing the details, but we we feel strongly about co-owning a state. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i want what do you I get what do you get for co-owning a state like can you just can you legally walk into anyone's home just be like it's my state it's my state yeah <laughs> see what you're doing there i like what you're doing but uh keep the door unlocked if i'm if i'm trying to come over and get some milk at the end of the night yeah you better know when i'm in town that's all the time is, I will never be in that state, so you're so you're you're safe. But I will. I don't know. Maybe I send the mob or something over to do some like collections and like safety stuff. I don't. I don't know. We haven't really fleshed that part of the plan out. But anyway, we're gonna buy a state and have eight hundred billion dollars. So we have that going on. That's gonna happen by roughly roughly Thanksgiving. No, oh, this is easy. This is easy. I'm looking forward Renamed to it. Thanksgiving. Even probably gonna stop doing the show for the record. Gotcha. 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 I mean, rightfully so, as long as you pay me hush money. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, as much as I enjoy it, as much as I enjoy doing this with you every week, I don't know. Actually, that might offer, I was, I've had these thoughts, like what happens if, what happens if you just won an obscene amount of money or you made a ton of money in crypto? And I don't know. I think my inkling, I would have a hard time sitting around doing nothing. I don't know right. what, what. I don't know where you would be on that, but I would have a hard time sitting around doing nothing. It would get boring quick. So yeah, yeah. I think it would just be like, I think if I were to make like $200 million in crypto, mm-hmm. but if I got in early on Shiba and um, had that opportunity, I would just, I just want to hire everybody, let everybody do this full time, put a ton of money into advertising, just blow it up to like Super Bowl type advertising. Yeah, so what I would do, I would definitely do nothing, okay. but it would be like a measured nothing. <laughs> so, you know, like, but even like then I would do nothing something. for like six months, like um, on the dot, like it would almost be pressurized. Like you better be done doing nothing by May 12th <laughs> so that, you know, add some juice to it. And then I just, you know, be a, be a VC or seed things, but like with a theme. It'd be a, like I'd see things with a theme. Probably. How, how do you do with doing nothing? Because I don't do well. I get antsy. I am. I am not. So I guess in my head, nothing meant traveling, which is not nothing. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so I don't. I can't. It's hard for me to do nothing. Like I can't even. If I'm 
binge watching a show, I still have to twiddle my thumbs, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No, I, I try to take, I usually take a couple of weeks, quote unquote, off a year. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's usually like that week of Christmas and the week right after the Super Bowl. And even then, like, well, I'm really still working a full time job. I'm just, you know, I'm not as as aggressive in terms of answering emails and stuff like that. I give myself a little break. Sometimes I'll throw up an OOO. Um, but like I, and and more often than not, I'm still recording as well. Those are my yeah. those are my break weeks. But I just try to give myself like it's cool if you're just it's cool if you want to go play PlayStation for three hours. Like, don't worry about it. It's cool if you right. want to go outside and you, you, know, you want to go. Well, back when the world was normal, go to the park and go play basketball, do what you want. Go see a movie, whatever. But I, I, yeah, I start thinking like somebody else is working and somebody else is going to pass me and get the things that I have. And I don't want that because I like the things that I have. Exactly. You want to keep what you have at minimum. I want more. I want the rest. You got to get. And then there's the other side where it's like more things. Yeah, please. More things, please. Because even when you're taking a week off or whatever, you're still spending money. So you got to generate money. That's oh, how that's the, the part. world works. That's the part, Chris. You make a great point, and I, I will refrain from digressing, but it's the spending money part. I'd never, ever really go into like, oh, I can't wait to do nothing, mm-hmm. thinking about the money spending part of it. And, it's, and then it catches me by surprise every time. I'm like a goddamn... I don't know. I don't know. Whatever gets caught by surprise more often than it should. Well, you alluded to travel. Where do you, what is your take on travel? Is it something you enjoy? I greatly enjoy it. I would then, my travel would definitely change to like complete peace travel. Like Mm. right now I kind of combine them. I go to like sightseeing travel or, or, you know, um, connecting with friend travel, but this would just be like, Likely tropical relaxation slash off the grid travel. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, and I can't, I cannot like the Maldives is uh, Maldives is amazing. And can I? Okay, this is the digression of all, but uh, I I I look at all like I follow all of these like deal of the day sites and stuff like that, and I'm all looking at whatever is on sale that day, and I I went on, and there was like an all expenses paid five-day trip to the Maldives and you know it's the high end of it which granted it was like still expensive but it wasn't like crazy expensive the high end of it was exactly what you think that place is it is staying in those like in those little like condo kind of things on the water your own private thing and I was like Lex we got to talk about this (laughs) because like if we can do this for like you know, 2,500, three grand a person, whatever it was like, this is, this is the kind of trip you remember for the rest of your life. Exactly. Here's the, you have to do it. I love, I really like being places. I really hate going places. I hate the process of the trip. I hate the packing and the stress and the worrying about everything and the flight and all that bullshit. But in this world where I have $812 billion, I also have a private jet. So it's much easier. So yeah, don't even worry. You'll get the type of plane that doesn't even like make, like doesn't shake. No, better not. My my plane better not shake. Yeah, that's great. I'm gonna be sleeping. (laughs) I can't. I can't. I've never once in my life slept on a plane. Never once. Really? I I can't do it. I can't. Like I'm tall, but 
I'm six three, but and I know that's not like crazy tall, but my upper body is is like the the big part of my body. I've I've got, got you know, like thirty two inch. I wear thirty two inch pants, and I'm six three. So like the upper the upper side is the big side. So I'm like kind of hunched over on a plane. I'm not comfortable. Oh, my head's up over no the seat. Yeah. I've I've I can't fall asleep. I hate it. And that's one of the reasons yeah. I hate Jimmy Garoppolo so much. To be quite honest with you, because we were on the same flight. That asshole was two rows in front of me. Literally went to sleep immediately. And we're both six three, I think. So, I think one he's lying, and two, uh, he probably had the best sleeping medicine. We'll call it. No, I do think about that sometimes. A little like a little Xanax or a little a little Ambien for the plane. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It can only go. It can only. That was a bad trip, but for a lot of reasons. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel good about that stuff. I don't. I feel you. I don't I, mind it. I can sleep on a plane. And we do a lot of red eyes too. So it, oh. it's a lot of like I'm up watching. I watch three movies, and that's that's my plane. That's my plane yeah. trip. Yeah. And it's stupid. And usually the rock. There's a rock action movie in there. Of course. Of course. He has a deal. He has an airplane deal. I think. What did, I, what did I watch last time? The stupid uh, Rampage. Oh, so bad. You watched that? Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. But here's the thing. I feel like action movies are the best plane movies because they don't give you as much opportunity to get bored. Right, right, right. No, you're right. You're right. You have to stay engaged on a plane. And I can't, I need to forget about the amount of time I've, I've spent on something. Because if I watch something episodic, I start doing the math in my head. It's like, all right, yes. that was 21 minutes. This this flight is six hours. So I have, I, you know, I I have 17 more of those to watch, and yeah, then yeah, then yeah. we'll be there. I t- we're we're all living the same life. I tell you, I don't care for it. Where's your pl- Where's your favorite place you ever went? Oh man, it's between Venice and Egypt. Okay, give me the pros and cons for each. Pros for Venice it. I mean, for all for all the things, it is, it's so unique. Mm. Um, there's not really a bad location in Venice, and the food is amazing. So, like, it's just you're always you, you always feel like you're you're it's always refreshing. Egypt, similarly, there's also absolutely nothing like the pyramid. Like, right? There's nothing like the pyramids next to or in the cityscape. Like, you just aren't gonna. You can only theorize that until you see it. Or um, and go then, to Las Vegas. Or go to Vegas and you'll be able to... You've been to Egypt, if you've been to Vegas. Exactly. Same place, yes. <laughs> Lost a lot of money to a pit boss in, in Egypt. <laughs> oh, man. But it's cool. I, I, look, I, I envy you. I've, Don't. I have done far less traveling. I've actually never been out of the continental United States. Yeah. <laughs> Meh. It's cool, don't get me wrong, but like it's not one of those things where you're like like yeah. I guess I'm saying it from a place of privilege, but yeah. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I've always I've always wanted to go to Australia, but then a couple of years ago it got it caught on fire for basically like six months and that I, I lived that in California, so it became less appealing. Yeah, you don't want to fly into it. Well right. I've uh, yeah. When I November oh man. Probably like November 2018, I I was flying from northern to southern California for a work thing, and I took I'll, I'll, I love this company so I'll, I'll advertise them for free. It's a company called uh, they were previously called JetSuite now they're called JSX, 
It's basically mm-hmm. like um like a little charter private plane company, but it's at super reasonable prices. Uh, and they were like really, really cheap prices. So it, it made it. And there also happened to be a, a location that was like five minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, your typical airport travel where you're, you know, you're driving an hour to the airport, getting there an hour and a half early waiting around with these guys, like you get there you can park in their parking lot, walk right in 15 minutes before your flight, get on. And then it was 45 minutes from Northern to Southern California down to Burbank. So it was, it was beautiful. But the first time I did it it was really, really bad fires in 2018. And Alexa was worried I was going to die. I wasn't not worried I was going to die, but um, (laughs) we got, and I have a picture of this somewhere. Once we got up above the smoke line, it's like, it all you could see. You could not, know, you could yeah. not see the ground. It was all, literally just smoke as far as you could, as far as the eye could see. Horrifying, and also horrifying that we were breathing that. But yeah, you know, I digress. Please, oh man, I want to see the picture, but that is nuts. See, those yeah. are things I'm like, I haven't experienced that. I, I've yeah, never. What was and we'll talk about football at some point, listeners. What was yeah. the, what was your like bumpiest or rockiest flight? Oh yeah, did you, yeah, you ever think you were going down? Yes. I, I, it's, it's weird because I don't remember where the heck I was going. Oh, man. Gosh, where was I going? Probably Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Better off just going down. Sorry to all of my friends who live in New Jersey. Yeah, I think I was headed to Jersey for my um for my first um stint overseas and they were flying me out of New Jersey, so I was flying from Michigan to New Jersey and uh it was just a shit. Were you going to Newark? Where like they were flying you from New Jersey? Yes, they were flying me from Newark. Okay, it was Newark. Well, that makes sense. That's an international hub. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you you were at like fucking Cape Cod Airport or something like that. <laughs> and like, don't worry, you go to Germany on this. You go to Germany. <laughs> Cut to human trafficking later. Exactly, exactly. Uh, was it like big plane, small plane? Uh, relatively small. Um, wasn't the smallest I've ever been on, but pretty small. And I'm just like, I feel everything. And then there was like the dip. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Like there was a specific dip where I'm like, this is what it would feel like if this was falling the whole time. Yeah. Well, we fuck. <laughs> this is. Yeah. A, yeah. That's no, fall. you're hundred percent right. The smaller, because uh, I swear to God, I don't, I'm not getting a penny from this. All of, they want to send me some trip credit. They can. And also it would be great if they would operate on the East coast. But, um, <laughs> but with jet suite, it's like a 30 seat airplane. So yeah, you feel like you feel it like you've never felt it before. There was, uh, there were concerns because I, uh, to protect the innocent, I will not tell you who it was, but someone in our immediate scope, uh, when I was in California, was they're like sensitive to movement and like, you know, rides and stuff like that. And that, so mm-hmm. when we were talking about like, okay, I'm, well, I'm going to, I'm going to fly us from, uh, I'm going to fly us from, I guess it was Oakland to, to Reno to go to Tahoe. They were like, oh, I don't know if we can do this. I might get sick. Like there were all kinds of concerns about it because it was a small plane. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, apparently there was some Dramamine taken and things were fine, but there, there was definitely concern. Then they were, refu- everyone refused to go on an airplane tour with me. Uh, or no, pardon me, a, a helicopter tour with me. Okay. I'm like, huh? Which just bummed me out. Cause like th- that sounds awesome to me. It does. But I don't know. But at the same time, I don't like roller coasters. So figure it out. Uh, cause they kill people. I just watched a YouTube video on the 10 most dangerous roller coasters of all time and the accidents that they caused. So I love roller coasters. I'm never watching that video. Uh, I, again, I'm tall and especially like, Oh, okay. Space mountain is one that fucking gets me, man. Cause it's dark. You can't see anything. I'm just like, I'm going to get my head chopped off. It's just, mm-hmm. my head's going to get chopped off. It's just, it's what's going to happen. So I never look, never, ever look at the pictures after I'm done on a roller coaster. Cause, uh, no, sir. I'm, I'm not going to look masculine. But I don't know. We in a weird direction. In a weird direction has has this show taken, sir. Um, we're humans. Every once in a while, we can remind the listeners that we're not robots. We're not football knowledge robots. Well, this this feels like a pandemic show to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we're like, let's talk about the Marvel movies and rank them in order of favorite to least favorite. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, I'm actually one of my friends and I are talking about. He's not, like he's never watched any of the Marvel movies, and he has like really hasn't watched a lot of like popular, like all time popular movies. Like I think he hasn't. You know, he told me the only Indiana Jones he's ever seen is the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, what? Like hasn't seen like Rambo. That kind of stuff. So we're thinking about we're starting a we're thinking about starting a podcast and just doing watch alongs with all of the stuff that he hasn't watched. But so it, it was going to start as a Marvel one because I'm all like Alexa and I did this and we're going to do it again when we restart. But like I'm so interested in other people's rankings of best to worst Marvel movie. And uh, that's a character thing. You can find out a person's character. I think so too. And you also like you get surprised a little bit. I'll tell mm-hmm. you when we went back. I did not like Black Panther the first time I watched it. And I think it's because there was just so much hype towards it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, from a selfish perspective, maybe it's the, it's like the first movie where like it wasn't that wasn't really for me. And that's OK. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that. It's mm-hmm. it's incredibly important that that movie existed. And the same thing with Shang-Chi, which I haven't seen yet. But we went back and I was like, damn, without the burden of expectation, like this movie's really good. Yeah, yeah, I think it's strange because conversely, all about the hype, all for me, type of movie for me. And since then, I think because I watched it with such adrenaline Mm -hmm. that rewatching it without said adrenaline has been lackluster. Oh, that's interesting. Not gonna lie. So we're 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 meeting in the middle somewhere. We are, we are, we are. I'm like, I get its its place in the Marvel. Uh, record books and yeah. I get its place in the, the level of importance but I'm like there's certain parts where I'm like yeah I'm falling asleep here And like, okay this is not going to be a controversial take but I think Brie Larson is one of the 50 best actors in the world I do mm-hmm. I think she's unbelievable if you've seen Room or you know or even she's been creating King Kong with Tom Hiddleston by the way mm-hmm. I think she's one of the 50 best actors in the world Captain Marvel's terrible. Captain Marvel's so bad. I'm not watching that ever again. It's terrible. Like nothing nothing is appealing about it. They take someone who is so incredibly good and, and such an incredibly skilled actor 
give her nothing to work with, give her, you know, no way to show off charisma. And it's just, it didn't play at all. And I get why it was made. Wonder Woman was excellent. Wonder Woman 1984 was problematic, but Wonder Woman was excellent. <laughs> and they wanted their own. They wanted the, something for the little girls to buy the doll. And uh, yep. Brie Larson's great. Captain Marvel stinks. There you go. That's fair. That's a fair uh, headline. Well, on that weird note so of this show so far, let's get to, uh, let's get to week 10 in the National Football League. We've got 14 games, the first of which is going to kick off tomorrow night, 8.20 Eastern time. Baltimore Ravens head to Miami to take on these Miami Dolphins, and Bavada has the Dolphins plus 7.5. Yeah, Dolphins squeak out a win last week. They had to. They had to, based on who they were playing. Yeah. Now they, they, they tried not week. to. They, they tried their best. And then watching that game, I'm like, please don't ever put Tua in a position where he's to blame. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. For sure. Game. Don't do it. So thankfully, I watched that game thoroughly. Give me the Ravens here. Dolphins got a lot of pieces. Um, uh, Forget the tight end's name who made all Kisicki. types of crazy plays. Kasicki. Gonna be, gonna be a guy. Gonna be a guy. But outside of that, give me the Ravens who are definitely, you know, the Lamar Jackson train is picking back up uh, in terms of super elite um, game changer, and I don't think that goes anywhere. So, Ravens. Yeah, the, the Dolphins have a couple of interesting pieces with Gesicki, with Jalen Waddle, and the like. They just, they desperately need a running back. They desperately need mm-hmm. an offensive line, and, you know, also it would be great if somebody could stop the other team from scoring. That would be it. That would be the the things. When you're in a competitive game with the Texans where Terod Taylor has thrown three interceptions and no touchdowns, you know there's something wrong with the team. Very, very wrong. And I felt bad for Terod because one of the interceptions, I'm like, oh, you, you're you falling victim to this org. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, okay, okay. But yeah, the Dolphins, there's a lot to be desired. And it stinks because they do have those pieces. Like you have pieces enough where the expectations are always going to be higher. And you can lend that to to making bad decisions. You know, like you may overthink a decision where it's like, no, you need to get this baseline stuff fixed. For sure. The Atlanta Falcons, these are a, a really a tale of two teams who had different weeks last week. The Atlanta Falcons traveled to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Bavada has the Cowboys minus nine at home. So Dallas Cowboy fans, feel free to blame me for elevating the Cowboys as my number one pick in the NFC. Yeah. I, I, I thank you. Premature. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's one of those things, right? So with that said, they bounce back. They bounce back in a good way. I mean, the Falcons in a tough game against the Saints, uh, where, where they almost gave it up. So I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what to think of that Cowboys hiccup. I mean, the secondary was just took the, <laughs> the night off. Yeah. And I don't think that happens again, especially knowing, that um you know the Falcons missing one of their their key guys are are right now scheming very well so give me the Cowboys to step it back up. The Battle of New York, the Buffalo Bills travel to well stay in the state of New York to take on the New York Football Jets, and Bavada has the Jets plus thirteen at home. Thank you, Bavada, for not uh, buying into the hype of whatever that Bills loss was. Yeah, you know hiccup hiccup for them as well. It's like if the pros. Had a look ahead game. This one would be like a look look away game. You mm-hmm. like you you just didn't pay attention. Any Jets to Jags. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they did that with the Jags. They won't do that 
with the Jets. Give me the Bills to redeem. Big Bills win. Uh, they definitely hit this line uh, and go over. Well, I think 14. the big question is which Jets quarterback that we don't expect is going to throw for over 300 yards this week. Because we got in two consecutive weeks, we got what, Mike White and then Josh Johnson? Yeah, shout out Josh Johnson from the, uh, well, not the, he wasn't in the NEC at the time, but um, just we played at the same time. In, uh, the San Diego but, State product. Yeah, yeah, it was just good time. But, man, I, I, I am now treading lightly on speaking on any Jets quarterback that isn't Zach Wilson. I know what Zach Wilson will give me. I know what Zach Wilson's going to give me. So if it's not Zach Wilson, I have no words for the Jets quarterback. Just perform how you're going to perform, weirdos. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Well, Flacco's on the roster too, so he's due for a 300-yard game. <laughs> Willing to bet against Flacco. Sorry, I misspoke. <laughs> then, uh, hey, look, as a, a very integral member of this year's Philadelphia Eagles team, that's... I take great umbrage to that. He was uh, a guy who played for the Eagles is one way to describe it. And mm-hmm. it never quite made sense when they signed him. Um, didn't make sense. It was like when he was in, in Baltimore, but he obviously on the way out when they drafted RG3. You just know, stylistically and schematically, if you have two players who are so fundamentally different, it doesn't work. And that's yeah. what Philadelphia had. Like, Okay, if Jalen Hurts gets hurt, is Joe Flacco going to come in and run that offense? No, of course he's not. Yeah, what is this about? That's what the, It probably felt very weird in practice switching um, reps. So it's one of those things where I get it. And then you come out and say, I'm not helping anyone. Right. <laughs> and then you're Joe Flacco. So, yeah. Yeah, Just a guy. and then you it's get perfect. traded. Mm-hmm. Good times. I enjoyed that trade. The Cleveland Browns head to New England to take on, I guess, the first of uh, the Odell Beckham Jr. suitors that we're going to talk about in the New England Patriots. Bavada has the Patriots minus one and a half. Yeah, so Pats, the Patriots, want Odell. Many teams want Odell. Do they have what it takes? I don't know what the, the cap situation looks like, but I know... Find that out. Yeah, find that out for me. I know the incentive is scheme because you're still struggling here you know you're not getting the the thing you want you may get targets Mm -hmm. but they're not the type of targets that you're going to actually uh thrive in and yes mac jones shows great ball anticipation especially for a rookie i would say he shows great anticipation for a rookie you know and then there's the in generals this is not somewhere he wants to land but the pets are looking pretty good without him the Browns, you know, run game exploded. Mm-hmm. <laughs> run game woke up. And, and then I those guards I... got paid. Oh, my gosh. Rightfully so. And it, it does that thing where it pushes that narrative that not so much OBJ, hopefully specific to OBJ, but that, you know, there is a such thing as a guy wanting better for a situation as a deterrent or as a mm-hmm. distraction. And once you move that guy, you succeed. That narrative now lives on with that Browns win last week. So I think that the Pats find a way to force Baker Mayfield to win the game. And that's not what you want if you're the Browns fan. So give me the Patriots here. Yeah, the Browns have two of the better offensive guards in football and Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio. And uh, over the past two days, both of them received massive contract extensions. Batonio got a three-year extension today. Wyatt Teller got a four-year extension yesterday, I believe. Uh, making like 14.2 annually. Not bad for a guy who the Bills traded for a fifth and a seventh round pick like a year and a half ago. 
Absolutely. And kudos and congrats to those guys. Get your money, fellas. Yeah, get your money. Um, in terms of the Odell suitors, all right, uh, I'm on over the cap right now looking at the current cap space for these teams. Let's start with the team that appears to be by most uh, by most betting places, by most odds, the favorite, the New Orleans Saints. doesn't make sense to me, by the way. I get that Odell played in, played in New Orleans, played in Louisiana. But their quarterback situation is appalling, and there's another guy who's going who's gonna to get the ball there should he ever get back into the lineup. They have the least space at 889,000 remaining. The Ravens have 1.2 million. The Rams have 3.1 million. The Patriots have 4.4 million, and the Packers have 4.6 million. So... By all accounts, the Packers offered Odell a veteran minimum contract. Just, I would imagine, to say, oh, yeah, we, we made him an offer. He declined. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really, can I tell you, doesn't really make sense to me. Because if I'm the Packers, and we know next year is going to be different. We know Devontae is mm-hmm. probably gone. We know Aaron's definitely gone. Why the hell not take a shot on this? Why the hell not bring Odell in, throw the ball around the field for the next 10 weeks, put up, let him put up big numbers? And then you have the option of like, you know, you're looking at a third or a fourth round comp pick for a guy you get for basically nothing. Yeah, I'm going for it. I don't get it. And let's it's it's one move in the series of a bunch of moves to try to get him. I don't I don't get why you're just not making the attempt. It's it's now or never. Um, And you have an opportunity even to attract guys for next year just to show that you're trying to win now. And it's a thing that, you know. Green Bay already has that prestige. So I don't get it. I like the fit, though. So hopefully, you know, it heats up. I don't think the Saints are in play. I think they're a team that you throw on there. You It, it makes sense from the home field, the home growing up standpoint. Yeah. And he has to make that play right now for the sake of, like, demanding where you end up. You mm-hmm. have to have the sentimental play. Um, in the public eye, I think. And I definitely think it's that um, crucial. I think it's that important for him to, oh, for sure. to, uh, to you know, put his best foot forward in the media eye after all this. So that's I'll where t- I stand on the Saints. I'll tell you, the Chiefs are interesting because oh. we know that Mahomes guy can throw the football despite the fact of, you know, he's having a slightly down year. If Odell, Odell really goes into a no-pressure situation there, oh, Jesus Christ. It just occurred to me that they would have Odell Beckham Jr., Josh Gordon, and Tyreek Hill in the same wide receiver <laughs> yeah. room, which yeah. uh, maybe not, but it's no pressure. That team's already struggling, and if things start to click and he contributes, then he gets the credit. <laughs> it's a win. It's a big win because one thing you get to do as the Chiefs at that point is just say, F it, right. and try to outscore everybody. Right. You get to do that because right now you can't actually do that. Uh, you you can't openly admit that we just don't have the juice on defense and offensively we're trying to figure it out. You get to just throw it all up in the air and say, the guys are back. You know, we got yeah. all our guys. And, and and so, I mean, I think it's closer to, to being being a, a deal in Kansas City than not. I'm not saying he's going there, but I think it has a little more credence. How do you feel about a potential Seattle fit? Because they have a decent amount of room, $13.2 million right now. I think it's the best fit all around. I think it's mm. the best football, monetary, and even long-term fit. You have a quarterback that's going to work with you. Who a quarterback might want to leave, though. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if Odell cares about that in the <laughs> long. He's like, game. it's fine. Geno Smith played good. I saw him. <laughs> I think you bring it. You have the ability to attract a quarterback if uh, if Odell commits to you long term. Odell and DK, and if Odell's Odell, exactly, exactly. And I think Odell gets to be Odell in Seattle because it's different. You've got and for this last ten games or or, or so, you've got that long. That long ball that Russell Wilson throws so beautifully, yeah. you're not really gonna take those bumps and bruises. You've also got Lockett, who kind of plays the same game as Odell. They're not the same type of player, don't get me wrong, but they they run the same plays from the same position, from what I can see. So you've got someone to pace the pitch count, um, to take care of his body, and boom, you've got success. The uh... oh well, there you go. Detroit Lions head to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bavada has the Steelers minus nine at home. Gotta go Steelers here because I don't see another W on the Lions schedule, and I'm sticking true to that. And maybe this is a little bit of reverse psychology to my Lions fans and locker room. But going Steelers here. Well, I just think everybody's week is gonna be ruined when the Lions beat these the Lions beat the Browns in a couple of weeks. Oh my gosh, that's the thing. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> I I tread lightly. I tread. Uh-huh. Lightly. I think that's wise. The uh, <laughs> how are we at? Oh, the, we just talked about them. The New Orleans Saints head to Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Big win for them last week. Bavada has mm-hmm. the Titans minus three at home. Yeah, whatever the Titans figured out, it's something that they can replicate. And don't you just love that when you're in a position where you shouldn't be in? Uh, you can replicate getting to the damn quarterback yeah. with a four-man rush. <laughs> now, you won't see the the lackluster guard play that you saw against L.A. last week. You won't see that again, but you have you know the momentum going for you, and the Saints O-line isn't that great. And then I think that their stable of running backs did exactly what you need them to do. So I think they can replicate that. The Saints are still struggling to figure out how to get the most out of not having a true starting quarterback. And that's going to haunt them. So give me the Titans here to double up. The Jacksonville Jaguars, fresh off uh, their win of the year, head to Indianapolis to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz will be in the lineup, even if it means missing the birth of his child, per Carson Wentz. The Colts, minus 10 at Pavada. This is Carson Wentz picking up on... Exactly the meme. He he must be a meme culture guy. Yeah. And it is the Michael Jordan F them kids meme. It's it's what he's he's living it out. And I think it's very strange. <laughs> I'm about to call him out. I think it's very weird that uh you'd rather play in a football game that you might get hurt in to miss the birth of your child. But chill. He just want really wants us to get that first round pick, and I respect that. He's thinking about the Philadelphia fan base. So Thanks, you Carson. Know, pulling on both sides of the, the heartstrings. It's the Jags, too, on top of it all. But give me the Colts here as he's going with a purpose, apparently. Give me the Jags. Oh, the Colts, sorry. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who uh, Bruce Arians came out earlier today and said, uh, we've already got AB, that's enough letters for us. We don't need OBJ. Head to Washington, take on the Washington football team, and Bavada has the football team plus 10 at home. Yeah, they're going to blow that line out of the water. The football team can't score. It's not fun to watch them. The Bucks have is AB playing? I know they have him. No, is I he think playing? he's hurt. Ugh, St- slowing down everything. Even though they scored a lot last Checking week, it. slowing down everything. I like it, but the Bucks win here. Bucks, Bucks, big, big win. Bucks. Let's see what the current Antonio Brown situation is. 
Add receiver Chris Godwin added to the added to the injury list. Oh my gosh. Today. The Buccaneers coming off a week's rest as they enter week 10 and list seven players on their first injury report. Of those seven, four did not practice, including wide receivers Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown, along with tight end Rob Gronkowski and outside linebacker Jason Pierre Paul. Well, Grunk's going to play. I get there holding him Yeah, off. he just doesn't practice. Yeah, we're fine. We've we've heard it. We've heard it. Um, I think Godwin actually plays. So Contract year for Godwin. Yeah, I think he actually finds a way to play, which lends me to believe that AB won't be playing, but the Bucks still win. The Carolina Panthers head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals, who just kicked the 49ers' butt with Case Keenum at the helm, <laughs> minus 10.5 at home. Yeah, man, I didn't see it coming, but it no, came. It did. <laughs> didn't see it coming, but it came. Panthers are in, in I, don't, I don't know what happened, man. I don't know what happened. Robbie Anderson knows what happened. Robbie Anderson knows what's going on in that locker room. And as much as I don't, he's not my favorite guy. Because mm-hmm. uh, he's I a scumbag. That that whole thing, the whole scumbag thing. Yeah, right. That whole thing. That just. But he's seeing what we're seeing. He's actually experiencing what we're seeing. Cards are going to jump down the Panthers' throats at a time when you're supposed to show mercy. There will be no mercy. This Cardinal seems for real. I don't know what to expect out of them for the second half of the season, but right here is a is a nice game to let folks know that um they're going to score another 30-plus points. Big win by the Cards. The Minnesota Vikings head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus three at home. What a game by Justin Herbert last week. Mm-hmm. Made me a believer. He took a few weeks off, so rightfully so, or it seemed like, right? And the Vikings are putting on a clinic. Yeah on how to lose games at the end. Um, and ironically, the Lions are the only team that uh, did not attend that clinic. <laughs> so give me the Chargers here to, to continue to try to wrap up uh, their run in the in the AFC by getting a, a late-season NFC win or mid-season NFC win. Give me the Chargers to build their momentum back. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to Denver to take on the Denver Broncos. I have thoughts on the Eagles. Bavada has the Broncos minus three at home. Yeah, so I would love to hear your thoughts. I think the Eagles are doing this weird thing where it's like, we'll play above expectation until we can play below expectation. Uh-huh. And um, that just goes to show that they're very young and that uh, the leadership at the helm, uh, I don't know if they know exactly what they want to get done, especially offensively like we've talked about. I love what the Broncos are capable of doing still. Mm-hmm. So give me the Broncos here. The Philadelphia Eagles pass defense, Mario Hines. They're <laughs> they're allowing opposing quarterbacks through this point of the season to complete 75.5% of their passes. If this were to hold true for the rest of the season, it would be the worst number by almost three full percentage points in NFL history. On top of that, as because that stat's not bad enough. Mm-hmm. So far this year, in the nine, ten games they've played, nine games they've played, the Philadelphia Eagles have allowed opposing quarterbacks, and this is with a minimum of 25 passing attempts. Yeah. Uh, they've allowed five opposing quarterbacks to complete 80 or more percent of their passes against them. In the previous 70 years, from 1950 to 2020, the Eagles allowed it to happen six times. Is there a curse? No, yeah, well, there is. His name's Jonathan Gannon, and also Nick Sirianni. <laughs> no, I, it's it's 
We've been talking about this for a few years now, and I don't know when. I mean, you bring Slay over. Brian Dawkins but, left. That was the problem. And I was going to say, but you don't, you don't take full control of the actual issue, which is leadership in a veteran in the middle of the field. I don't know when that's going to happen. It's not happening now, man. I'm sorry. I'm very, very sorry. But uh, maybe you can do that with the picks this upcoming year. Kyle Hamilton. Love me some no- Kyle Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. I'm a big fan. I think he go. looks good in that offense. Really mm-hmm. don't want to draft a quarterback because I don't think there's anybody worthwhile this year. Weird spot for you guys, too. Probably yeah, going to have the number one pick. Number and one. This, is not, this is not the year to have the number one pick. It's not. So, of course. So, of course, we have the number one pick the year mm-hmm. that it doesn't suit you. We had that in baseball. We had the, we had the number one pick with for the Phillies, and they drafted a, a high school outfielder by the name of Mickey Moniak, who has played like, they drafted him in like 2016 or something like that, 2017. Played like he's probably played like forty major league games, and he's not very yeah. good. So good yeah. times, good times. Oh, good old Mickey. Wonder what Mickey's up to. Uh, he's in the Phillies minor league system, and probably probably, probably available, drama. like working at like Starbucks right now to make ends Absolutely. meet because minor leaguers are screwed over so badly. Yeah, I feel bad, but not um, so. yeah, you get to play baseball for a living. What are you gonna do? Uh, a pseudo living. Uh, oh, <laughs> looking for this, and I. All right. Anyway. The Seattle Seahawks to this is the battle. It could be the battle of Odell. The winner gets Odell. The Seattle Seahawks yeah. head to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers. And Bavada has the Packers minus three and a half at home. Interesting line here. Russell Wilson's clear. Mm-hmm. Sierra's prayers back. Mm-hmm. I'm taking I'm taking the Seahawks here, man. You do not go against Russell the Great. You do mm-hmm. not go against the forces that be. This is Russell's return. He's going to remind... He's gonna he's gonna need to remind us all <laughs> why we actually had uh, the Seahawks in play in the first place. I think his step away was good. Uh, he needed to get a, an eye on what the hell was happening. So give me to see. Even though it wasn't his fault that their defense also lets up. Um, it's like bend but don't break. But then you break on accident too often. Uh, so I, that's not figured out. But um, they got the juice back against the Packers, who still I don't know. I don't know if, if Aaron Rodgers has been clear yet or whatever the heck's going on, but. Either way, I'm saying either way, Seahawks win. Are you saying, Mario Hines, that uh, having Russell Wilson back could be could mean a level up for the Seattle offense? Ooh. Maybe, uh, maybe he makes a little one-two step in the open field to beat a defender. Wow. He's playing I not like a, not like a boy, but like a man, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> well executed, my friend. I have nothing to add. Nothing of quality to add to that. I don't know. I always, oh, I guess I could have also gone with and and a Seahawks win would be Sierra's prayer, but uh, yeah, whatever. yeah, that's what I. Uh, that's you know, you should run through the whole catalog. That's the important thing. That's what people are here to here for. Sierra talk. The <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs head to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, Bavada has those Raiders plus two and a half at home. I mean, generous, generous, generous. Uh, I mean, the Chiefs aren't who they who who we can even pre- predict or rely on. Mm-hmm. But this week, this week, give me give me the Chiefs as there's something going on that I'm noticing. Um, I mean, obviously, defensively, you just don't play Daniel Sorensen. I don't know how to <laughs> put that any clearer. I don't know yeah. how to make that clear. But you don't you're not able to replace him with anyone else. Offensively, man, um, I'm noticing. And a lot has been put on our guy, 
And by our guy, I just mean Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I, don't our, I mean, our guy is fair. I think that's how the media views him. Yeah, exactly. There's been a lot of um, plays not finished by my skill guys. And I'm not blaming them at all because I'm sure there's fatigue and, and, and overexertion and, and, and um, you know, forcing the play. We've all been there as an offense, offensive player. You're trying to make stuff happen so bad that you just can't make anything happen. Mm-hmm. But this was the first week I saw Tyreek Hill not look like he was engaged in the game. There was a couple of of, mm. of pre-scram, you know, that, that he does, Mahomes does, it's not quite scramble drill. It's kind of like extended time, not yeah. really scramble drill. Tyreek was not in sync on that extended time plays and he didn't, you know, there was times where he wasn't where uh, Mahomes thought he would be or he didn't complete the catch. Just weird stuff. So I think they correct a little bit of that this week. Uh, they I started to see some correction with Kelsey mm-hmm. uh, last week. So I think it, it continues to progress and they eke out an AFC West win against the Raiders. And our final game of the week, Monday night football, 8-15 Eastern time kickoff. That's also the Manning cast, assuming it's this yes. week. The Los Angeles Rams head to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Bavada has the 49ers plus four at home. The Niners got their butts whooped by the cards last week. The Rams got their butts whooped by the (laughs) Titans (laughs) last week. And uh, there's nothing the Rams could do about it. You know, it was one of those games where, like, this guy can't block this guy. So let's not over... Overhype, it was a bad loss, but not a loss that is um, a bowling ball, a uh, boulder down the cliff. Uh, bowling ball is so, the same thing. It's going to pick up it dirt. Is. It is. So let's, um, let's, give, let's give the Rams their due process to look terrible uh, at any given time. Matchup things happen. This is not a bad matchup for the Rams. So it's going to be uh, a Rams win and a pretty, pretty evident one. All right, another 14-0 week for Mario Hines. I can sense it. That's going to be it for this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. For Mario Hines, I'm Chris Hordell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.